Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone Lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. Hey guys, Bobby Rose Beef here. It is an episode of Jigs and Bigs, and we've got ourselves a good one for you. I, I promise. Uh, so this episode here, we got a couple of things. We have another segment uh, with uh, Sean the Fisherman. We've got uh, a, a sit down. I got a chance to chit chat a little bit with uh, Bill Rogers from Hookset Hoodlums. Uh, they are a uh, angler focused clothing brand, uh, and then some. We we talk a little bit about uh, some. So we share some stories. We talk. A a little bit about uh, what it's like fishing in New England. He is a a, uh, a New Englander as well from Connecticut, and uh, well, I'll let him kind of explain the whole story, guys. Had an amazing weekend. I got I got to be honest with you. This was uh, so I'm recording this now on on Monday afternoon, and uh, on Sat no on Friday I went out fishing for the first time. That was the end of my quarantine. Test came back for COVID as negative, so we we're good to go. My my wife is was able to go back to work and. And uh, Friday, I jumped on it. That was the end of the quarantine for me, and I was able to get out and do some fishing. I fished four bodies of water that day, and I got skunked at every single one. It happens. It is what it is. Saturday, I went out, did a little bit more recording. This is after I had recorded the session with Bill. It got. It was a little crazy. I got. I got to tell you, this weekend in New England was was a little bananas overall. On Saturday, I had cut the grass uh, for the first time in 2020. So I'm outside with the lawnmower, you know, doing the lawn getting everything all you know nice and looking good and right once I'm done I, I'm standing on my uh, my porch steps looking out and I'm, I'm I'm you know enjoying a tasty beverage and I look out and I see snow flurries snow flurries on uh, what was this this was I guess May 9th. Yeah, on the 9th. That's crazy. Uh, it didn't add up to much, but it was just kind of a bizarre moment to have that the smell of fresh cut grass. And any New Englanders out there know that, you know, you know, when you can smell snow. Yeah, like that. Those two things together should not ever, ever, ever uh, cross over. And it was just weird. So I had gone out that afternoon and fished a little bit as well. Two different bodies of water. Um, no luck at either one. But I was just excited to be out and doing some stuff. And then Sunday, I had... Uh, 
so Sunday and today were very interesting. Sunday, I had uh, my well, it was it's Mother's Day, of course. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. So Sunday was Mother's Day, and we had um, gone and dropped off uh, some flowers and some gifts at uh, at uh, our at my uh, mother in laws and uh, and my mother's house to you know to kind of because we weren't able to get together and do our Mother's Day celebrating or anything like that. And uh, my my wife had made some arrangements to uh, gather at a, uh, a socially uh, social distancing responsible gathering of the dance moms of the dance studio where she is at a, a local winery. Now this was it was very very strict rules with like seating chart and everything else, but uh, she wanted to go and have herself a good time. And, and I mean it's been now what two months that are uh, that life for most people has just been completely in upheaval. So I made the offer. I said, look, I go. I don't want you to go and you know have have a couple glasses of wine and. Feel feel like you can't indulge. So I said, I'll tell you what, I will bring you to the winery and I'll find a local spot nearby to fish for a couple of hours. And whenever you're ready, I will come home and, uh, or I'll, I'll head back over, pick you up. And that way you can get home safely. Being the, uh, the, the, the caring and thoughtful, uh, husband that I am. So it worked out really well, but Here's where uh, she had a great time, which is excellent. At end of the day, that's really all that matters. She had a, she had an excellent time and got to uh, uh, congre- congregate in a social distancing fashion uh, in a responsible way. So she was able to kind of like hang out with her girlfriends and have some fun. It was good. I'm happy for her. Now, with that said, what did I do with my couple hours? I, I had a little bit of an adventure. I used the Fishbrain app and I was looking around at uh, the the closest areas to where she was at, so I could go and try and fish. And I found this this little pond. Uh, not not so little pond. Uh, I, I would I would say it was a decent sized pond. Probably about maybe half a dozen acres or so. Nothing crazy, but, you know, I'm decent size. So I uh, I, I decided I'm going to go and, and check this out. Was, there was an, an area right up against the road. I was able to pull off the side of the road and jump over, and I didn't see any signs anywhere at the time when I moved over, uh, when, when I when I climbed over to uh, to do some fishing. But uh, I, I get over there, and I'm, I'm fishing, and it's absolutely gorgeous. There was a little dam uh, on one end, and uh, I was just kind of working this one bank, this, this straight uh, bank, and I was uh, I was throwing a, a few different things. I was throwing a spinner bait. I was throwing uh, I threw a net rig, and I th- I threw a black and blue flipping jig quite a bit. And that was just that's what they wanted. Um, and it was it was kind of odd. It was an, it was a weird kind of jig bite where it was very non-committal, you know, peckish almost. And I was just like, this is kind of crazy. So that's why I started throwing the Ned. They didn't want anything to do with the Ned. So I go, okay, we're going to keep going with the with the, with the the jig. And I, I kept throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. Well, eventually it got picked up. I saw the line start moving on me. I set the hook. I caught the biggest perch of my life, the biggest yellow perch of my life. I wish I would have gotten a picture, but I took my scale to weigh it. And as I was weighing, uh, weighing it, I went to go take it off the scale, and it slipped off. I was standing on a hill, but just dropped right into the water, and he swam off. Uh, I, I got him on the scale. It was just under a pound. I typically don't catch yellow perch that size. This was a monster. Definitely uh, not something I would ever expect to catch on a flipping jig at all. 
because this thing was uh I, I just didn't think it would it had the it had the hardware for it that was kind of kind of kind of blew me away but uh yeah it, it it definitely worked so anyway i i didn't catch anything else beyond that that was actually after i caught 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 that guy that was about the time i had to go back and pick up the wife so i got a little bit of time out on sunday that was great couple hours no big got home and called it a night well today i had a bunch of errands i needed to run and i knew we were expecting some rain but i wanted to get out and beat the rain so I went over to this little lake nearby me, and uh, this is a great lake when I want to put on some miles and I want to do some walking because there's a lot of bank to cover and a, and a, and a whole uh, the, you don't you don't get bored easily, which is really nice. So I go and I I'm doing my routine over there. I'm fishing all the laydowns and I, I'm throwing that black and blue jig and I'm, I'm throwing a couple other things too. I'm throwing working a spinnerbait a little bit to try to see what's what's out there, trying to nail them down. And uh, I, I get over to this one spot where there's a couple relatively new laydowns. And there's this uh, this channel that kind of connects to this back, like a back pond almost, a back cove. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a very odd setup. But I'm I'm working along this entire channel, and I get to the end where it opens up to that back uh, that back cut. I I I'm, I'm working a laydown that's down there, right next to this one brand new laydown, and uh, I my jig got annihilated. And this this wasn't a a a, a beast of a fish at all. It was just just under two pounds um good good fish uh, biggest fish i've ever caught from this one body of water uh this one specific pond has a ton of pressure and uh, in fact uh there's there's a side of it where you can't access it unless you uh you you do so by kayak and you go under a bridge uh because it's just it's private property on that side so it was a little bit of a challenge <laughs> knowing knowing actually that the other side is the better fishing spot uh is is definitely uh something that 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 irritates me quite a bit i gotta i gotta look into a kayak anyway caught this guy it was pouring rain i mean just absolute like absolute validation it was wonderful uh got a good release on him and then came back in and here i am recording the intro for this so it was really good i'll tell you after two weeks of essentially not leaving the house at all uh it's man it was so nice to get outside get get to the water catch a couple of fish and uh, and just just have a good time even even going out and getting skunked like i always say this i would rather go out and and take a shot and try and catch some fish and get skunked at the end of the day i put the work in you know and, and it's like there there's a reward in that just just making the effort and it makes these other catches that much better because you know i i had to kind of hustle to make it happen so it was really cool anyway guys we're gonna jump in we're gonna do uh we're gonna we're gonna switch things up i'm gonna do the sean the fisherman segment after we hear from bill rogers guys check out hooks at uh hoodlums at they've got some some new gear that's on the website uh check them out on instagram uh, absolutely, they're they're amazing. You know, they have some good stuff coming out. They actually just released two brand new T-shirt designs. One of them is really cool. It's like a a, a Paps Blue Ribbon uh, can mock-up. It's 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 pretty cool. Check check out Hooks at Hoodlums, guys. Uh, there's going to be more stuff going on. We mentioned in there the idea of like collaborating on something, maybe organizing some kind of a tournament or something. We'll see what happens. I, I expect to hear more from Bill because we uh, we're we're definitely going to have 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 Bill and and more of the Hooks at Hoodlums crew. Uh, making an appearance on this show. So we'll we'll sit in with them, and then we're going to finish things off with Sean the Fisherman. Guys, 
Have yourself a great week. Why don't you start out, Bill, by uh, telling me the story about how you kind of came up into fishing. And feel free, you can add, if you want, some of, like, your favorite things. Um, okay. And, you know, any, like, well, we'll actually, we'll get to some some fishing stories in a bit. Just go ahead okay. and start there. Yeah, so uh, I came up, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in Connecticut. And uh, my grandparents lived up north in uh, Lincoln, Maine. So the summers I would spend about about three months a year actually up there. And uh, they lived right on a lake on, on Matanaka Pond. And uh, that is where I would, I mean, I would fish the moment I woke up, I'd get out there and start fishing. And mm-hmm. uh, as I got older and I go back year after year, I would, you know, explore more and more of the town. That's the home of 13 lakes. I would fish every place I could, every place I was allowed and every place I wasn't allowed to. And, and I've been fishing ever since just hooked from a early age, you know, and, yeah. and uh, I primarily bass fished up there, this smallmouth bass, but I'd go up uh, farther up north to Caribou. My uncle Ed lived out there mm-hmm. and that's where I learned like the other half, like bass is like more sport fishing to me and just having fun, catch and release. And, um, and he would fish, you know, for dinner out there, you know, catching trout in small streams. And, and that's where you're, that's what you're eating. So yep. I got to see both sides of it. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with, with fishing right away. So. That's crazy. I didn't realize how far up north Lincoln was. I yeah, didn't know like realize about, it was uh, it's north of Bangor. I had no idea. I remember it's a a, a long seven and a half hours, yeah. unless my uncle Mike was driving, and then maybe five. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 crazy, man. Yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit about like your your favorite season for fishing? What you look forward to each year, and uh, also like what you definitely don't necessarily could do less with. You know. Okay, so right now, because I don't, to start it off, I actually don't typically ice fish. I'll go yeah. out, um, you know, periodically, every couple of years, I'll go out maybe once. It's not my thing. The cold's not my thing. That's when I'm setting up my gear, praying for March to come. But uh, so with that being said, I can't wait for this time of year where we start getting hints of warm weather. Yeah. But although I see people catching, you know, monsters around here somehow in early May, it's typically never my... Uh, it's never my lucky season, but right around June, July, that water's warm and calm. I love throwing soft plastics. That's yep. when I have, that's when I get my best fish, June, what, July, early August. What's your go-to soft plastic? Like your preferred well, style? I'll use um, a variety of things, especially the last couple of years. But obviously I, I think a rubber worm, a Senko is is, yeah. is my go-to where, uh, you know, I, I think that that's the first probably the first soft plastic I use where I'm, um, successful, like repeatedly. So I mm-hmm. think you kind of stick to what, you know, however, you know, I have been the last couple of years using the the little rattling meds and I and, uh, love those lures. Yeah. I mean, dude, they catch, they catch everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I caught a four pounder on a little Ned rig and I, I love, it's so innovative that they threw the rattle in there. Oh yeah. You know, it's, I, I love that, that product. I think they did a really good job with it. I really like, I like the way that the, um, what is it? The Z man. Um, uh, oh. what do you call that? This, their, their pl- soft plastic, the, uh, Elastec. Okay. Yeah. I love how buoyant it is, but it's, it, it's so difficult to rig, uh, and have it, you know, be like perfectly straight. It just, it takes a little bit more finesse. I, I, w- I could only imagine if you were to throw a rattle and I'll, I'm sure we're going to see it coming at some point. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, in, in one of, one of those, oh my God, but I love that rattle and Ned. Yeah. The, the thing about the rattle and Ned, I, you know, sticking just to Guggen baits for a second, I was using that, uh, that bandito bug, you yep. know, and I loved it and I was cleaning up on it. And then 
I get, and I never had a problem, even smaller fish I'm catching on that thing. Cause typically people say it's a little clunky and stuff like that. But with, but then when I started using the rattle and that, even though I know the bandito I'm, I'm successful with, I yeah. have a hard time switching out of the rattle and that and going to anything else. Um, as far as that stuff goes. So I have about 10 packs of, of banditos in my bag and I'm still constantly just using the rattle and that. So that that's pretty much been my go-to lately. The past oh, yeah. probably, probably last year or so. They have uh, a color that I can't get enough of. I think it's called black flash, black flash. And the, uh, I think that's so in the, um, I like the PB and J also. I there. just picked up some PB and J to give oh, that yeah. a try. That one in, yeah. in, in Canada, it was Black Flash and Canada Craw that worked really, really well for me. But there's just something about it's that that Black Flash just it catches their eye. I don't know what it is. The glitter is just super bright. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, they yeah. use a lot of good. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the salt or what. I mean, people yep. hate on that brand for whatever totally. reason, but I mean, they make they make really good baits. You can't yeah. if you use them. It, you, I think you're a believer. You know, people complain they tear and stuff like that but that's how they're made they're made yeah you know, they move around more they're a little softer the more salt so you're going to be successful but you're going to go through more and soft plastics just tear i mean if you want yeah. soft plastics that aren't going to tear you you, you you switch over to the elastec stuff and i mean that stuff will like that will last and last yeah. and last and last but at the same time it's it's also difficult because you can't really store it just any which way sure um sure. well how about the yamamoto i mean people yeah. been using that forever oh, and that's yeah. always still the complaint is that they tear but yeah it, it works so who cares yeah you know? they definitely work yeah it's it's crazy like the whole everybody's got a stick bait out there and you know it's just it's it's it gets down to confidence you know i love the yamamoto's i'm probably always gonna buy that brand when it comes to using Senkos, but you know, for, for other stuff, there's certain creature baits for the longest time. I was just all about the coffee scent with the rage stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. man. Well, hey, and they work. Absolutely. They do. Absolutely. I mean, that's part of the reason why I've got so many soft plastics is it's just oh, yeah. like, you know, you find something that works or, 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 you know, you end up discovering a lot of times at least I do where I'll, I'll be looking for a certain style, but the color that I'm looking for isn't necessarily there. So I might find a similar color and a similar style in another brand. And it's like, I mean, they're all plastic. They're not meant to last forever. People blast right. uh, blast jigs out, uh, you know, off left and right and say, oh, well, you're not fishing a jig if you're not losing them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, when you break yeah. down the cost per soft plastic, it's if it wears out after a couple of fishes, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, me either. You know, you know and me either. Like I said, if I'm hooking up, it, then that's, that's all I wanted to do anyway, so I'm yeah. fine with it. The one thing that blows that that I that irritates me, and it's not it's not a Guggen thing necessarily, because there's lots of other other companies to do this. But I'm not a fan of that plastic um, clamshell that holds them together. Like for in the store, I feel like it makes perfect sense. You know, to you keep everything mm -hmm. nice and organized and everything, and that's fine. Like if you're storing them, I yeah. I get that. But as soon as they go into my backpack, I take them all out. I put them right in the pouch, zip them up, so that way they can at least move a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they're just sitting there. Plus, you know, they're 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 falling on top of each other and stuff like that, and, and then yeah. it's closed up. But yeah, no, that's a good point. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. And it, you know, I had I had a friend of mine say like, yeah, but what about when it's like 80, 90 degrees and you leave it in your truck? And I was like, that's why I don't leave my fishing stuff in my truck. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm, it comes yeah. <laughs> Like I try to keep it cool and dry as much as I can, but yeah, that's that's um, I, I I'm 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 a big fan of of their their line of soft plastics though. Me too. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's definitely good stuff. 
So the the popular question, and and it was never intended to be that per se, but uh, this next question has to do with uh, fishing uh, lure trends. So what's the the fishing trend or specific lure uh, from, in your opinion, that like throughout history that was just the stupidest thing you've ever seen, but the one thing that you were like, or or, or have you been guilty of trying it, I should say? Okay, so I know that several people on the show have already said it. And uh, the first time I heard you ask this question, I it popped into my head immediately before uh, before the guy answered. But I don't know if it's the stupidest, but definitely the biggest, like, uh, you know, shtick, like, for bait was the banjo minnow. Yeah. That thing, every, like I said, they advertised so well. They did such a good marketing job on that, on every infomercial. That's all, I mean, it's all I remember. For, yeah. for, I mean, and yeah, oh, yeah, I've used it. And uh as great it's like a cheap little thing that they sold so well and i would use it again today if i could find it because i it just nostalgia but everybody felt for the banjo minnow oh yeah when that when that was sort of the big push was they had an infomercial and i mm. i used to work in television and this was like the very late 90s early 2000s i can remember having to run that infomercial i on either before or after oh what was it uh out the outdoorsman with buck mcneely <laughs> I don't know if you remember that show, but I can remember they would they would schedule it right beforehand. Go like, no, 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 we need this to run before the outdoorsman runs, or it or worked, afterwards. Man. And yeah, I mean, I was just like, they're really the, TV infomercials, a thirty minute commercial for the banjo minnow. And at, th- at this point, I wasn't doing much fishing at all, and I'm just like, who's gonna buy that? And I was amazed, like people oh, yeah. really did buy it. And some people swear by it. They say that it that it that it actually does work. But it 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 you know I mean yeah. you're talking about pieces of plastic and wire. Yeah, it can all yeah. it can all catch fish. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Well, I think you you know you said it best. It's like it's the confidence of what you're throwing. Yep. If you if if you're in a shitty mood and you go out there and you're like pressed for time and you know you you're probably not catching fish. If you're like this is the banjo minnow, I catch everything on this. You know, somehow you're going to end up hooking up probably yeah. with a banjo minnow. It's crazy, man. So tell me a little bit about Hookset Hoodlums, like the direction where you guys are going, how it all kind of came together, and what what essentially embodies Hookset Hoodlums. Okay, yeah. Uh, thank you for asking. Hookset Hoodlums is, uh, uh, right now it's an apparel company that we started. So um, my buddy Ken introduced me to, uh, who's now one of my good friends, Andrew Tomer, and he said, uh, Hey, this guy fishes as much as you do, you know, because obviously, uh, you know, we're obsessed. This is what we do. So, oh, yeah. uh, and you know, when somebody says that, when you're a fisherman, somebody, everybody you meet, oh yeah, I fish too. Yeah, sure you do. Yeah. But this guy had uh, matched my uh, obsessiveness for fishing for sure. We went out, uh, we had a good time, you know, we, we caught some fish, a lot of laughs, which is, you know, that's all you could ask for. So yeah, we, we, we became fishing buddies. The three of us had a little text group going. Um, one day I threw the name up on the top of the the text thread, uh, hooks at hoodlums, just something I thought of. And then it evolved into, you know, uh, we made shirts, you know, just, just goofing around. And, um, yep. I, as I said, I'm a consumer, you know, I, I, I buy fish and stuff all the time from apparel to baits to the banjo minnows. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> so we had, we had some hooks at hoodlum shirts made just for, I think the three of us at the time. And I, we started talking, I said, man, everywhere I go, I'm dropping my kids off at school. I'm doing this. I'm at the store. People are asking me, what's hooks at hoodlums? I, I never hear that about anything else I wear. I think the name is just, um, it's catchy. It stands out. So people get a little bit interested yeah. and, and they had similar, you know, express similar things. So yeah, people are asking me, people are talking, Hey, we should make a quick run of shirts just for, you know, for our friends or whatever, if they're interested. 
wasn't a big like a profit thing or yeah it still isn't right right now it's it's the same as um as anything it's like it's just um we make a bunch of stuff now we have hoodies you know long sleeve tees t-shirts stickers a whole bunch of cool mm-hmm. stickers and stuff and, it, and it's it's the same as the podcast the same as a forum it's not some giant company it's it's us just making stuff like a, a fishing community uh common interest just people basically that are obsessed with that that lifestyle so uh everything we everything we bring in we kind of put back into it and new designs and stuff like that and it it, it is has blown up recently and i'm grateful for that but uh realistically it's just um it's just why buy other people's stuff when i could wear my own so uh you know i, I love it we have a youtube channel coming out we're yep. we're in the process of doing some stuff like that we have a couple other things in the works and uh that's what it is. Hooks at hoodlums.com. It's just, it's clothes. It's, it's whatever. It's a, it's a fishing community. Yeah. That's awesome though. And actually I, I as you were telling, saying that I, it, I got me thinking, I'm like, that's kind of one of the things that I really like is when, um, when, when you kind of like one of the, the backgrounds I came from was like playing local music in the, in the, in the area. Like mm-hmm. it was like another life ago, but you would, you know, you would have these little scenes of people that would work together and and it, like it was a community you know and so like yeah. if, if you were playing in a band or or you would play shows at a specific place you know you would have that 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 you know that sticker or that hat or or shirt or something and then like you know you would just meet people and and you could kind of connect the dots that way you know in, in sort yeah. of like within a community so like i like you know representing a uh a, 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 an organization a brand something that's from my area especially when it comes to like fishing specifically where different areas you know you say new england that's a whole other style of fishing than you know oh, on, yeah. on the west coast down you know southern california or florida or texas you know, uh, it's a it's Absolutely. a whole other animal. So it's it's pretty cool, and I'm like, I could definitely see where people would get behind, you know, supporting a brand that's from their region, and they're just like, oh yeah, well I have I have something in common with these people, you know. Yeah, I got to Absolutely, I I think that's a a big thing about your podcast. It's just recently caught my attention, and I was uh, I think I told you this online or something, but uh, in I know somebody wrote it in uh, one of the reviews. Dude, it's like I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah. Um, I always have an earbud in, you know, but half the time my wife is talking, I'm just nodding and listening to a podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we're <laughs> so all guilty. I, I, yeah, oh yeah. I listen to, you know, fishing outdoors podcasts. I, I live, sleep, and breathe it. And, um, but, but kind of as you're saying, we're not, we're not fishing, you know, Florida. We're not fishing Okeechobee and, and California yeah. getting 10 pound bass. And uh, we're not going for steelheads in the rivers. I mean, we have, a totally different way of fishing. We're fishing ponds, you know, for me, for bass anyway, for bass fishing, I'm talking yep. about we're fishing small ponds and lakes and soft plastics and a totally different style, a totally different culture. And um, East coast fishing is, is for sure its own entity. And yeah. that's why I love this podcast. Cause it's like so much more relatable to, to our style. You yeah. know, if you can relate that, I think that right there, you've, you've immediately, you know, it, it, you you've already won in a way because if you get people that can that can can relate to what you have going on mm. it's just you know it's a, it's a it's a home run now that was part of the reason with this podcast that I was a little bit weary of of even starting it was because I was I, I know that podcasting is a global form of, of of you know dispersing information or entertainment so I'm right. like is if I if I'm talking about fishing stories with you know my buddies and my circle of friends 
is that really going to land elsewhere? But really what I found is that, so there's, there's listeners I've found all over the place um, that are listening to the show and they're, they're giving some feedback because, you know, and, and even, you know, some people that are just on our sort of uh, not necessarily directly in our area for, for new England per se, but somebody who's maybe in the Northern Midwest that maybe has seasons that are similar to what we have a shortened grow season for bass. They have yeah. ice for, you know, three, four months of the year. Uh, they can kind of, you know, understand what it is that we're working with. And it sort of like kind of brings people together. I, th- I think that's, that's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. I mean, I listen, I'm listening to meat eater talk about elk hunting yeah. and, and, uh, and, uh, that's something I don't do. It's something I probably will never get the chance to do, but it, when they touch, when they start touching upon steelheads or salmon fish, yeah. it's whatever it's, it's the culture, it's the lifestyle. So, so it's funny. I mean, I'm listening to that and I, that's not my life, but I, I enjoy it. It's entertaining. Yep. So I can see why, you know, this, if you're a fisherman, th- I mean, yeah, this is what we, this is, you know, what we do when we're not fishing now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, all right. Now I'm, I'm trying to push more for a uh, sort of go in the direction of sharing, like uh, ultimately, ideally two epic stories. So give me a story about like your biggest, like the, 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 the catch that you're most proud of. All right, like the one that you're just like, yeah, this is it. Maybe it's your PB, maybe it's not. Maybe it's you know something that had like has like an interesting story of how you landed it or something. And then share with me your most epic fail while fishing. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So the I'll say uh, I'll just go recent. I, okay. I think um, uh, you know there's a whole bunch of fish that are um, you know maybe not the biggest that are you know, more important stories based on who I was with or things like that. So I'll just go last year towards the end of the year. I'm, um, I think, okay. Yeah. So I got the kayak out. I'm in a small lake that I fish all the time. So weedy. I never throw cranks or anything like that. And and by the way, I'll fish with cranks all the time now. And I still feel like I'm, I'm letting myself down because I'm a soft plastics guy, but, uh, (laughs) so I'm throwing a crank along, Mm -hmm. uh, um, right in front of a bed of lily pads. And as soon as I'm right at the kayak, my, my rod rips out of my hand. Uh, I, I mean, not completely out of my hand. I set the hook, which you don't have to do as much with a crank. And, uh, Oh yeah. This thing starts going at my drags pulling. Oh, okay. I, I was just, you know, unprepared basically, I think, because I was just about to bring it in and, um, I see the mouth. I see the, you know, you see that white under the, the water. Like, okay, this is a good fish. Oh, absolutely. That's the tell all right there. Oh yeah. So I know it's trying to jump. So I'll put my, I put my pole back down into the water. I bring it up close i just throw i see the mouth open and it's like it was like just you grab it i i grabbed the mouth as it's about to jump and rip it into the kayak it was about little probably right over four and so it wasn't the biggest fish but it was a, it was a great large mouth bass yeah. and pulled it in the end of the season and uh that was probably as far as recently probably my best fish you know like uh just like a a, like a hail mary shot you know yep that's awesome man that's a good that's a good freaking story and you're right like when you get when when you, when that fish goes broadside and you get that flash of the white belly you have oh, a yeah. real good understanding of what it is on the other line that's when you get really excited you're like whoa this could yeah. be a whole <laughs> other animal and it's cool because when you're you're not fishing it's it's those moments where you start to sort of like plant the seeds to build confidence in another bait or another oh, presentation yeah. Absolutely. like that's the real win it's it's not even so much like uh, i mean a four pound fish is that's that's a good story for for years and years to come but on top like what you've gotten out of that now now to if you build on it who knows what can happen you know 
It's right. Just yeah. It's not even, beginning. it wasn't even a PB. It's just, it's yeah. just, um, it's just, you know, the experience, like you said, yeah, yeah you're learning, you're throwing something you're not comfortable with. It's that, it, you know, it's windy. I'm like going in, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with the day. And then those are the, those yep. are the good ones, you know, what's uh, what is your PB? Uh, I, I don't have, um, an accurate measure. I, I'll just, I'll call way. it five. I'll call it five. Yeah. But, uh, I think it was, I think it was a little over. I'm just doing that to be safe. So I'll yep. call it five. That's I'm the same way. It was it was I I I had caught what I believe would have been my my personal best, but I've now I've got like that imaginary number where if I go over that, I'm gonna take measurements to do a replica. <laughs> I'm like, so oh, yeah, this way, yeah. this way I kind of have so now I've got something where I can kind of mark it and it's it's fair. I think I actually shared that story in one of the episodes. Uh, I remember you saying you had uh, a, a spot on the wall ready, and it's so funny. I, I had to laugh at that because every time we go out. We're like, all right, today's the mount. Today's the day we're getting the mount. Because we we all have these spots. We all have these plans. Oh, yeah. The fish we're going to get on the wall replicate, replicated. <laughs> it's, it is freaking bananas. Now, what about like your biggest epic fail? Like where you either maybe you lost a fish, maybe you hooked an angler, like with something along those lines. <laughs> all right. This is a little psychotic. I just, it's a funny story. Oh, well, psychotic um, is good. Yeah, <laughs> Some of our yeah, listeners, a, Sean the Fisherman will appreciate it. Is that the guy who fishes next to the porn house? Yes, the porn house guy. <laughs> so, uh, um, so when I was growing up in the summers in Maine, in uh, Lincoln, my grandmother. But by the way, I, influenced for sure by a lot of family members that fished. Yeah. But you know, they say your father, your grandfather, uncles, whatever. Yep. Which, by the way, my grandfather and uncle all big fishermen. I would say the person who who got me hooked on fishing was my grandmother yep. because she was the one that that put up with my ass a little more patient. She'd be yeah. out there every day fishing with me, you know, clean, show me how to clean the fish that they were eating, you know, the perch and stuff like that. Yep. And uh, she, she for sure showed me the way, but um, okay. So she has this, like every lake, um, you know, Loch Ness monster in her lake. She's saying there's an eight pound smallmouth called big boy. And every, and uh, she fished, she's had it on, she's had it on once or twice and it broke her off. She, this is Maine, you know, eight pound small, eight pound small mouth anywhere is humongous, but oh, eight yeah. pound small mouth in Lincoln. And uh, my uncle Ed had it and it broke his line and it snapped the oh. pole on Uncle Vernon and, you know, all this stuff. It's just, just, you know, fairy tale stuff. So yeah. um, I'm fishing a dock and a boat launch within eyesight of the, uh, of uh, my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. And I'm with this kid and I haven't talked to him in years. I've tried to look him up. Um, he's somewhere. And if, by the way, if he's still in new England, maybe he'll hear this Chris handy. So Chris handy is, uh, fishing with me. We're like 13 years old. I think I was just using a night crawler. I hook up. I know it's a giant, absolutely going to be my biggest fish at the time, which, which we, you know, only 13, but we caught fish all the time. We lived on the lake. So I got this monster. It's running. I get it. I could see it's by far the biggest fish. I ever would have had now eight pounds, of course not, but yeah. I'm saying it's the big boy, right? So I'm yelling as I'm reeling it in because I see my grandmother outside the yard. I'm like, I got big boy on. Chris Handy grabs the line to pull it up about three feet away from the hook for some reason. No. I watch the hook rip out of this small mouth's mouth, rip the lip. The fish turns in the air, still had time to hit the water, and it was gone. Oh, so Chris my Handy, God. wherever you are, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is freaking bananas <laughs> yeah oh. i think i still think to this day and again it's funny because that time was on you you had this number in your head or this picture of your head but yeah. to this day that still might have been the biggest fish i would have ever caught oh absolutely and you know it's you're you're like it's you'll wrestle with that forever you're like you know oh, yeah, i'll never sure. really know you know 
Yeah. Oh man, that is absolutely freaking bananas. <laughs> that. Oh wow. To ha- be like so close. Oh, oh yeah, it was there, God. and I don't even know why he grabbed the line. I had it. It's just yeah. A, it, but you know, it's just a. You know, I've lost plenty of big fish. That's yeah. just a, a funny little story. I love smallies. There is just. Yeah, I mean, me I don't catch them enough, and I, I definitely don't go out and necessarily target smallies per se, but I, I recently caught a two and a half pounder and oh, that's a great fish. It was, I was blown away with it. I was like, and I mean, I was more impressed with the fact that I was like, Oh, I got a smallie. Look at this. Dude, they this look, and especially when you're not used to catch them. They look so cool. The color's great. And they absolutely f- like they fight so oh, unbelievably yeah. hard. And that's my, one of my, my goals, a short term goal is to like, I mean, you're, you're a Connecticut guy. The Connecticut mm-hmm. river has a fantastic yeah. resource in our area you go up and down the connecticut river valley and it is it is fantastic but as a bank angler i don't even have hair to pull out anymore but i would it's so (laughs) so so hard to to fish the river effectively as a bank angler uh so my goal right now is and there there's there's a, a boat in play but i want to really break down the connecticut river you know i'm up in holyoke where we got the dam so a lot of times we just refer to um you know, north or south of the of the dam, but both right. sides. I just want to work the hell out of that thing. Um, yeah. Well, and, you mentioned the Connecticut River. That's that's yeah. uh that's the only place I. I mean, I don't even target them because it's so much of a headache. But yeah. uh, for for where I'm at, but I mean, people catch them. I, you see in these forums like a monster set. But oh, when yeah. I'm catfishing, sometimes the Connecticut River. Um, that's when I, I, I. That's the only time I'm at really pulling them up, and then nothing big, not nothing. I haven't even hit. Uh, you know, you said two and a half, like. But that's a, that's a great smallmouth. I haven't I haven't gotten that. Just catch them by chance on uh, while catfishing. Yeah, I, that is, and and I, it's funny that you say that too because the first time I ever caught a smallie, it was it was the same same sort of idea. I was I was just catfishing along the river. I was mm-hmm. I was just just below the dam, and I had uh, I caught. Uh, I mean, it was maybe maybe like a one and a half pounder. I mean, not not a big smallie at all. Yeah. But I couldn't believe I was like I was like oh that's right I was like there's there's smallies in the river that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you there is a, it's actually another Connecticut angler. Um, and I think her name is. Andrea, the blonde angler. Dude, I was just gonna say that chick. I feel like her smallmouth pictures taught me. I, Actually, yeah, her largemouth exactly pictures it. taught me too. Yeah, but I mean, she has some pictures of specific. Like, I'll see smallies come up in my feed, and I'm just like, damn. And I, I'm I, gonna block her soon. <laughs> she's, too, <laughs> she's too damn good. Yeah. Oh, it's freaking bananas. Yeah, it's it really is. That that I think has to be like uh, on my radar for every year I try to have something going and COVID it has messed this year up. Oh yeah. So By the way, I, I how are you guys doing? I heard that they, you had a little scare over there. We're 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 doing okay. I mean, we had two weeks that we were in quarantine, so it was two weeks of no fishing, two weeks of just the same four people in the house. Oh yeah. We quarantined the kids, they basically ran the roost upstairs. We <laughs> stayed downstairs. They didn't get it at all. Both my wife and I had it. But my mm. uh, my wife had to get retested so she can go back to work, and she right. got a negative test yesterday. So we're good. Oh, wow, good. We're Thank not God. showing any symptoms. I went fishing yesterday, and now it's game on. Now I just yeah, oh, get, yeah. get back into the groove. Although I did fish four spots yesterday and got skunked at all of them. So it, <laughs> I'm thinking that today is going to be the day. We'll see. Today's the day. <laughs> today's the day. Awesome, man. Well, this is really good, Bill. This is this is really really awesome. Thanks for thanks for doing this. No, thanks for having me, man. Like I said, um. I, I checked it out. As soon as I saw the thing, I listened to an episode while I was working. I was like, I told my buddy, Andrew, I said, dude, you got to check this out. This is like, I mean, you're not hearing podcasts where people talking about yeah. bank fishing. That's what we do. You know, we're, yeah. we're just fishing by any means. I love it. 
I am uh, I'm throwing around the idea of doing a of organizing a, a bank fishing tournament. Um, just like as like a collab. So if you guys want to get in on it, I think it would be awesome. You know, we'll just get together and, and do do something with like Tourney X or something. Have people. I got to look into kind of how to how to make it work, but more like just for fun. I don't know if I necessarily do anything crazy for prizes or anything like that. I probably make Dude. it a really cheap buy in, but it'd be a lot. Yeah, of fun. don't. I, I I'm gonna tell you this. I yeah. don't know if you've seen um anyone who's listening. Uh, his well at, at hooks at dot hoodlums, but at reeling dot in dot life. We did a three man, just the three of us. Yep. We're gonna end it October fifteenth or November first for the bass season. So it's who this guy had Andrew had a title made, a championship belt. Oh, you guys do the belt. I forgot Dude, about the belt. I'm gonna it, it has ruined bass fishing yeah. for me because it's just the heaviest fish whoever holds the current heaviest fish out of the three of us will have the belt and then when october 15th or november 1st when it's up that's who has the belt and we'll take a buckle or keep the belt in your house whatever but now i can't even enjoy fi- I'm, I'm like aggressively fishing the i'm throwing 100 on. miles out oh dude and i'm like it's may it, i can't be living like this this no. is too much anxiety I, yeah. i'm supposed to be relaxing so tournaments are fun but if you have this guy in it he can't win he's disqualified because he's a he's a cyber bully that's awesome <laughs> oh i think that is freaking awesome yeah, yeah it, it is it makes it fun you know it's it's it was funny it's it's funny that you mentioned the belt because i remember going through the 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 uh instagram yeah. and i saw i was I, I came across it and i was like wait a minute i was like that's a good idea so one of my my uh venues where I host trivia um, oh, yeah. in in Northampton, there was uh, a team who was just like, we love this. We're going to be doing this all summer long. Every single week, we'll be here. And uh, one of them put together a title belt for oh, yeah. trivia. It was, <laughs> you know, just like one of the the stretchy fabric toys with the plastic yep. inserts. And I, they had gone and redone with like uh, stencils and, and, and wording. <laughs> yeah. So it said like trivia champion. I have it actually in my office somewhere because it's been so long since I've been able to host. But right. people lose their minds for little like oh, titles yeah. like that. They really do. And, oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, nope, I, I dig what these guys are doing. <laughs> this is, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah that could I mean, be that's what we cool. do. It just, just bullshit and have fun, you know? I love it, man. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks, Bill. This is really good. I'm going to edit th- this down and get things together. Um, if you want, take a minute and go ahead and, and plug Hookset Hoodlums, plug what you guys have going on. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. So, yeah, if anyone's interested, it's uh, hooksethoodlums.com. And uh, it's an apparel company. Like I said, we have T-shirts, long sleeve T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, hats, flex fit, all that stuff. Yep. Uh, check it out. A bunch of cool stuff. But, uh, you know, follow us on Instagram at hookset.hoodlums, at reeling.in.life, at underwater robberies, and myself at wild bill fishing. And, uh, yeah, it's not, it's nothing crazy. We're just having fun. Uh, just, just, you know, it's a community and, uh, just having fun being a part of it. And, uh, social media has really brought it all together, especially now, you know? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Um, are you guys restocking the, uh, the camo hats? Yeah, actually we just, um, we just placed an order yesterday. I just got off the phone with the distributor yesterday because we wanted to switch um, to get some snapback options with nice. the, uh, the mesh back. So, yeah, those are on the way. And, um, yeah, uh, camo. And uh, and we got two new designs, which I think for sure uh, summer New England style T-shirts. So those are going to drop, I think, today or tomorrow. So keep, keep an eye out for those. I think everyone's going to dig those. Very nice, man. 
That's awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Bill. I, uh, I'll, I'm going to work on this tournament. I'd like we should we should definitely do some Dude, team absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, I think I'm it'd in. be so cool. Awesome. Well, you have a good one. Tight lines, and good we will uh, we'll see you later. Yes, sir. Tight lines. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, bud. All right. Sean. 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 Hey, this is Sean the Fisherman with my weekly story. I want to talk about a cool night we had. It was literally cool. It was cold. Talk about the day we had fishing. Uh, me and my uh, high school buddies had gone out to a lake out east on a campground. Uh, there was a storm incoming that night. And during the afternoon, we went out fishing. Uh, wind was blowing. Perfect conditions for, for big bass to hit. And luckily, one of my buddies hit a, uh, I think it was six pounds or more, largemouth, great fish. We went back. We had dinner. The storm started creeping in. It hit, it washed through, we got dumped on, and then the frontal conditions were sitting on top of us afterwards for the night. So two or three of us went out night fishing at the same lake, and uh, the bite was slow. I think altogether three of us caught maybe two fish, tiny ones. But the memorable part of the evening was there were cottages on this lake, and there was a rather intoxicated and getting more intoxicated as the evening went on gentleman sitting on his beach in a lawn chair with a cooler, and his house speakers pointed at the lake. And at that point, I, for whatever reason, had not listened to the Tool Anima CD for years. He let it play in its entirety with all the bonus tracks. And while there was nothing really crazy about that night, we had a good soundtrack to it. Thanks. See you next week. That was a pretty good show, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. Just want to mention one more time, uh, thanks so much for our guests. Thanks to Bill Rogers. Uh, thanks, of course, to Sean the Fisherman for uh, his uh, two cents. Uh, also, thank you for listening and checking this out. And uh, and, and also, the, the feedback and the, the, the commentary coming back from everybody uh, is is really, really fantastic. Love the reviews. If you haven't reviewed us yet, on uh, you can you can subscribe to us on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like this show, you, this way you'll get notifications when when a new episode drops. I'm not the most organized podcaster. I like to stick to a kind of a routine, but I don't put anything out there in stone. So do yourself a favor. If you're using Apple Podcasts, if you're using Spotify, use the subscribe feature so when a new episode drops, you'll get a notification right away. And remember, I mean, this show is free to, free to listen to and free to enjoy. If you know an angler, if there's an angler in your life that you think might enjoy this, and whether they're from New England or not, go ahead and share this. Share this information on social media with them how they can listen to jigs and bigs and uh you'd be doing me a solid absolutely also follow me on instant uh on instagram uh specifically we've been doing a whole lot with instagram and i'm going to be working on a few things in the future regarding well regarding giveaways really that's one of the things that we want to do is run some kind of a contest for our listeners and it's going to cross over both with instagram and with uh with the podcast format so if you could do me a solid and uh invite your friends and share our uh, our stuff on Instagram on your on your uh, live feed or on your on your on your timeline. Join us over on Facebook too. We have a really active Facebook page as well. Thanks so much, everybody. I really appreciate you for listening. You guys are absolutely awesome, and uh, we'll be back with the next episode in a week. Ah!